Hello and welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, a narrative first role-playing podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Ryan Evans. Hi, I'm Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at BrainXray. Beck Mihalik. Hi, I'm Beck, and you can find me on Twitter at R underscore Mihalik. And on loan, the delightful Ben Meredith. Hello, I'm Ben Meredith. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ben R.L. Meredith. That's weird hearing that live. <laughs> and uh, I'm your unusual host for the day, Thryn Henderson. You can find me on Twitter at Thryn. You can find the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals, at our website flimsyrituals.com, or on the These Flimsy Rituals Discord. Today we are playing The Brokenhearted, written by Tracy Barnett the second of a pair of companion games based on For the Queen. We are playing the second of two sessions, picking up where the first cast left off. In the previous episode, Adam, Ziz, Steve and Helen played This Thing We Started, and they created us. So for a quick overview of uh, the world, I guess, in case you are a first-time listener to these one-shots, and for the benefit of Ben. We will be playing in our usual universe for Tiding and Embrace. We will be playing in Rhine. Rhine is a world ruled by remnants, the colossal husks of old gods. And each remnant shapes the landscape around it according to its whims, its interests and its particular focus. So a remnant of grief might create a landscape of sorrow, a remnant of celebration might create a very vibrant landscape full of sound and noise and colour. The previous group played with the remnant Inahus, who is uh, an island? Sort of. Inahus is a remnant of curiosity, interest and secrets. They inhabit the stone pillars surrounding an island, like the fingers of a hand closing around it. There are faces carved around the many holes of its rocks, and as the wind whistles through them, it speaks. Inahus does not move very much, on account, presumably, of being an island. And so, as the flow of information, I suppose, as the quantity of secrets reaching its, let's say, ears, has dwindled, Inahas tasked some people brought to the island to create, I think what the previous team referred to as a spindle, a creature of physicality and spirit that would go out into the world and kind of passively collect information that it would bring back with it. And this is the creature that we'll be playing. Uh, it was named Neps by the team who created it. Or we were named Neps by the team who created us, I suppose, or a sentient being now. And we're going to look at the same story kind of from the other side. Does that all make sense for everyone? Yeah. It sounds great. I'm ready for the, the tabletop role-playing version of Inside Out. <laughs> 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 yes. So I think the best place to get started would be to read through the Brokenhearted rules together, which are very short. So uh, if we want to maybe take it just a line each, there'll be there'll be one for each of us, which is convenient. So who wants to 
wants to go first? Shall I kick us off or does someone want to? Yeah, you, you kick us off. All right. You are a creation. Your creators brought you into being by science, magic, power, or energy. You are their greatest creation, but you are a prisoner. Now you are free. You know they are after you. You know they will find you. You will destroy them, or they will destroy you. Draw a question and answer it, or pass it to someone else. Proceed until your creators catch up and you destroy them, or they destroy you. So, The Brokenhearted is a card-based game, where we'll just be drawing cards and answering the questions on them. It's quite collaborative, feel free to jump in with additional questions if you feel like there's something interesting someone said that you really want to dig into. Um, Feel free to pass your question around to someone who might have more interest in answering it. Feel free to just cut one out if you don't think it's interesting or right for us. Ooh, actually, how does the game conclude? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Ryan. (laughs) The game concludes when we draw a specific card, which I will find. I think it's the Ace of Spades. It's Ace of Spades, yeah. yeah. It feels cruel to make a guest go first, so (laughs) shall I kick us off? (laughs) So that is the Nine of Spades. One day you told your creators you loved them. How did they react? Hmm. See, I want to say that they didn't know. I don't know if Nep's communicates in an understandable human fashion. I mean, I suppose like one of, I'm going to call them our parents rather than our creators, <laughs> but feel free to use whichever. Yeah, yeah, daddy. What? <laughs> <laughs> banned, banned, banned immediately, our creators. <laughs> oh yeah, the Ace of Spades we got. Oh, what a good podcast this was. Thank you for having me. I'll, uh, yeah. It's been great. See you all next time. <laughs> um, one of our creators is a remnant, so I suppose we've we've got a bit of an esoteric means of communication with with them. But then we're not really a remnant either. So I guess for a quick recap of of how we exist, from what I can gather from the previous session, we are a kind of mechanical skeletal frame, which plants were grew around to form our body. And then we're kind of woven with with spirit. Uh, so there was a weaver slash binder involved and the remnant itself. So I don't know what we are. We're sort of an envoy a bit. Yeah, it sounds a bit envoyish, doesn't it? It sounds somewhere between like an envoy and those plastic robot dogs you got <laughs> as children. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a source of internal conflict. I love an internal conflict. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how we communicate. I don't know if we have an understanding of language. We can sing, I think, right? We can sing. Badly. I'm told ex- yeah, explicitly that <laughs> we sing badly, <laughs> which is maybe they're hearing badly. Sounds like it. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what the singing was. We were trying to say oh. that we loved our career and... Everything was just like, oh man, your singing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, 
when we were trying to sing, we were trying to copy how Inahas communicates, which is, you know, the wind whistling through the rocks, which, which sings secrets. But maybe we didn't really understand the words. Maybe it was just like the act of whistling, like the physical pleasure of whistling, the joy of sound. It was just as being like, peep, peep, look at these sounds we know. And we're going to share these sounds because we love you. And then everyone just kind of ignored it because it, it didn't mean anything except to us. Yeah. Sounds on brand, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we go around in, I'm going to say, table order as yeah. ordained by Roll20? So that would be Ryan up next. Okie dokie. So I drew the Eight of Diamonds, which is you do something one creator loves and everyone else hates. <laughs> what is it? I don't know if that feels a bit close to what we just did. Yeah, it's similar. What we just did was sort of ignored, and I guess this is actively hated. I mean, is that thing escape? Mm, I, mean, I suppose so. So I think we were kind of let free a little bit. I think the, the weaver who was involved felt that the other two humans were too controlling and were never going to let us do a test run out in the wilds. And they just pumped us full of additional curiosity and yeeted us out into the ocean, apparently. So I guess even just like having the desire to escape and live a life on our own terms. Yeah, I guess that's what I was going to ask. Like, Was it just that we suddenly woke up feeling a little bit more curious and someone said, off you go? Or was it that we were, like, striving to escape before that? Hmm. I think it was more of a on-you-go sort of thing, right? I don't think if all you ever know is that life, you don't know or want for the unknown if you're learning from these people, right? I think maybe that one day someone was just like, Go on, get get out there and do what you were designed to do. Be free and do it. So do we maybe think that Oklo hates us? But it's Oklo who's like, go and go and do your thing. Yeah, do you think there would be, I guess, some some resentment at least there that we weren't more keen to to leave? Ooh. Like they've given us this great gift of our freedom and we were like, Alright. I guess. <laughs> like we see it as as a rejection when they told us to go? I mean, maybe we don't see it as one thing completely anyway. Mm. Like, I, we were made by multiple people, and I guess that that feeds into a lot of different desires for who we should be. Yeah, I'm trying to think who... Who was the person that loved it, though? That would be Vade, I think, the gardener. The one who um, grew us... In the most literal sense. I guess that makes sense. You know, I guess they wouldn't want us to be cooped up here forever. Oh no, they very much did want us to be cooped up here forever. But they're happy that we're out now. <laughs> away from the other two. Maybe. Yeah, maybe there's a small part of them that's sort of relieved. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Run away. Or swim away. I don't know how we got away. How did we get away? 
this is a bit of an aside, but I'd love to answer that question. Like, Did we just float and see where the currents take us? I love the idea of just floating and collecting seaweed as we go. <laughs> we turn up somewhere like a raft. Getting bigger, stronger. More powerful. <laughs> More saltier than ever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My problem is in my head, I imagined, you know, the big uh, steampunk spider from Wild Wild West. <laughs> I, I, saw, I, I saw us as this covered in vines, if I'm honest. So, in a delightful callback to the start of the previous episodes is because, of course, she did, immediately described us as like a bunny rabbit, but I'm pro-enormous mm. mechanical spider. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro-Wild Wild West. So the things I know about our physical form are that we can change it, we have that ability, but we we have to have four legs. All right. That's the the limitation of our mechanical skeleton somehow kind of hardwired it into our mind and we can't have less than four. But no one said we can't have more. All right. Eight legs it is. So double the legs. Did we just immediately strap four extra legs on the second someone let us go? I think maybe like it's both true. I think maybe we jumped out into the ocean and floated away and then we hit hit land and we were trying to get out of the water and then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, I need these extra legs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I love that. Did we did we just float with the tides then, like a coconut husk? I think if we're hopped up on curiosity juice, that's like the, you know, just, just going where the wind takes us because everywhere's interesting. Absolutely overloaded with curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Do you have any idea, anyone... Of how long we spent on the ocean? <laughs> a thousand <No>. years. <laughs> no, because we've got to get back to kill people, so I don't think we want to waste it that long. long. <laughs> <laughs> I know at some point we, we must wash up before our creators have died, the human ones at least, mm. because they're, they're right. tracking us. They left off their episode tracking us in a desert. But no one is to say they are, you know, of the same age they were at the time. I think a year sounds nice. Yeah, a year is enough time to accrue some some things to learn and know. Yeah, accumulate some crab hats and whatnot. <laughs> Get supercharged on salt and sea storms. Mm. Yep. Get some barnacles mm. on us. All right, so a year at sea it is. That works fantastically, I think. Um, who's, whose turn are we at? I think Ben's, if we're going in. Oh, yeah, we're it, like intro order, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I shall draw. It is a three of hearts. One of your creators helped you escape. Who and what happened? So I guess adding a bit of detail to to what it was. So was it was it Oclo who, who juiced us up and, and sent us out? It, yeah, it was sports mom Arklo who absolutely juiced us and then kind of released us into <laughs> the wild in the dead of night. Oh, actually, yeah, sorry, just a clarification. So Arklo is pronouns she, her. It's not in the cheat sheet that I can see. Uh, Arklo did not provide pronouns. So I like to okay. think Arklo just doesn't use pronouns. Arklo uses Arklo, sure. Arklo uses Arklo. Yeah, so it was Arklo. And we said that Oclo had to do sort of a, a go on git um, mm. as maybe they were sort of pushing us out to sea and we were 
floating back being like, this is the only place we've ever known and our parents are here. Also, the tide goes in this direction. Yeah, that's true. Also, you're making it very hard and you chose the wrong kind of time of day. I guess what I'm interested in maybe in this question is like how much of what was happening did we understand? Yes, how sapient were we? Because obviously from Oklo's perspective, it was this was what you were made to do and you're ready to do that. And even if other people don't believe in you, I do. But do, do we believe in we? Do we know what we're supposed to do? Maybe it was the, 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 the juicing up with all that extra curiosity was a, 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 a last ditch effort. So they tried to get us to go, uh, sorry, Oklo tried to get us to go um, just normally. And we kept on coming back because we, we weren't curious enough. So Oklo was like, fine, I'm going to ram you full of curious spirit and see if you take on that. And we did. Do you think maybe it had to be something other than than the curiosity we were already getting? Like, was that curiosity too tied to Inahas and Oklo because it came from them? D- do we maybe need adventure or... Maybe we were told a secret. Oh, Maybe we were told about secrets that we could find. Going from the naivety of childhood to um, knowing about secrets and lies. The first of our many deaths. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like um, maybe Oklo had to to whisper something to us, something that Inahus knows and shared with their servants. Dedicants, I suppose. Um, Crew. But, yeah. But what did what did Oklo tell us? Yeah, what did Oklo tell us? What would make us want to leave? What do we want? Do we know what we want? I don't think we do. Mm. I'm picturing thinking as Neps as a, a quite a cacophony of experiences. You know, like when you're trying to read a really difficult paragraph but someone is talking outside your window and also you've got four lines of a song on loop in your head. Mm. Yeah. We're made out of lots of different things and I don't know how cohesive that is. And also, we're like, if, if, if we're a, a Mars rover type thing, we're, we're, just, we're built to be a sponge for data. Mm. So it's just everything coming in all the time from everywhere, like all the senses we have available to us. As I was going to say, do maybe secrets have a clarity that other things don't for us? Ooh, I like that. Did we maybe develop a hunger? Mm. Like, <laughs> we, we were wetted, wetted our whistle. So I think an interesting thing the, the previous episode described was that Neps works kind of by passively walking through an area and almost like birds caught in sheep's wool just collecting little threads of spirit as it passes by them that are new and interesting it's kind of brushing secrets up against its coat so we kind of like building ourselves a big soft safe nest muffles all of the everything happening inside keeps us nice and safe so we were given a secret thought oh that's nice maybe i can go get some more of those yeah like being given two inches of a blanket and being like, oh, I feel like this would be good if it were bigger. <laughs> we're out to knit our big secret sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, 
for a question that we've kind of already gone over, I think we've got uh, enough good extra detail out of that. So, so I'm happy with that answer. You uh, ready to pull a card then, Beck? Okie dokie. Let's draw. It's a ten of... What, what are cards again? The, the ten of the bumpy ones. Clubs. <laughs> ten of clubs. The clubs. <laughs> Ten bumpies, please. <laughs> Sorry. I can't wait to go to a casino with you, Beck. <laughs> I just forgot. Okay, I'm not a gamer. I don't know these things. <laughs> it's, it's the four of upside down ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You love a particular song. Why do you love that song so much? Oh, this this ties in nicely with Inahus? Is that the name of the remnant? Inahus, I think. Inahus. It ties in with, you know, what we were singing before and listening to Inahus kind of sing with their airflow. Maybe our favourite song is their song because we thought they were singing it for us. Is it... Inahas's song, or like our version of Inahas's song that we like best. I think we don't even like the song. We just like that it was there and that it was happening, and that we could kind of project onto it, and that it could teach us things. Mm. It wasn't like oh, an absolute banger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we we didn't hear many songs. We might have only heard the one actually. Yeah. Um. Did it basically teach us to speak? Yeah. Maybe we'll find new ones out on the ocean. Maybe that's what we want. Maybe that's what we want, new songs. Secrets are fine, but songs are great. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some some kind of cross of secrets being songs and how we interpret them. Oh, if we find a secret song. Yeah. Is there something in the ocean that like reminds us a bit of that song? Is that why we stay there for so long? Oh yeah. You've got loads of good noises in the ocean. I mean, you've got like whale song and stuff like that as well. Ooh yeah. I like whale song. That's really good. Yeah. Just floating around the ocean, following whales. Yeah, that might be why we're so hard to find as well, because we're yes. not using, you know, our creators are probably like, oh, they're they're gonna go. You know, to the nearest to the nearest landmass, and we're like, no, we're uh, we're listening to some whales. We're in, really into whales right now, so it's not a phase, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that moment of realizing there's more than one song in the world? <laughs> All of our multiple minds absolutely blown. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I like that. That's very sweet. Yeah, too sweet. Get Too sweet, it's time to do a murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're out here on the search for Mambo number six. <laughs> Fine, Ryan. <laughs> All right, the Queen of Bumpies. Your creators remind you of the gods of old. Why does this make you fear them? One of them is the gods of old. <laughs> so that one answers itself quite nicely. <laughs> But the other three, I guess, 
I guess the nice thing about the other three characters is that they've all presented themselves as having very specific, almost like isolatory interests in something. And that is very remnanty. I'm not sure why that would make us afraid of them, though. Because one of our many mothers is a remnant. I imagine that they are, like, different aspects of Inaz's personality. Mm. Like, they all are limbs for Inaz, so they know why you've been created and they know what your end goal is without them even really telling you. And maybe that's a bit sinister. Yeah, I wonder as well if, like, seeing these three humans become so much like extensions of the remnant, kind of dedicated purely to doing this thing that it wants, makes us worried that we'll become that. Hmm. That we just become a servant almost to Inahas. That like maybe that's all there is for us in the future, we'll just be one more bit of Inahas. Just wanna to listen to whale songs. Just wanna to listen to whale music. So we'll have some individuality. Okay, I think I think that is yeah, maybe why we're a bit afraid of it then. We don't want that for us. I don't know if we know what we do want, but it's not that. You're up, Brian. Very close, we got the two of spades. Nearly because it's game mm. over there. You had an intimate, personal moment with your creators. What was it? Mm. How do you have an intimate, personal moment when you're a <laughs> mech? We did a bit of a spirit swap, didn't we? Uh, yeah, that's quite intimate. It, we, yeah, we did that on, on two of our creators, right? We we did like the old switcheroo. Mm. Is this maybe something when they've come to try and find us rather than before we left? Hmm, bit of time hopping, yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think what it would be. Do you think they were coming as a group to try and find us, or do you think they would, like, spread out and it was one person that found us? I think where the other group left off, everyone was together. It was Oklo, Vade, and uh, Hizuka, and some envoys of Inahus. I don't know whether they were necessarily all together all the time. Maybe that's what it is. We come across one of them. Like, maybe they are scouting, trying to work out where we are, and then they find mm. us by mistake. And I have to go back and find the others to come and bring them all together. Or maybe they let them uh, let us go. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I don't feel like any of our human creators would have let us go, so I wonder if this is maybe an envoy. One that also is a little bit pro-free will. Yeah, that seems right. Maybe they feel the same way that, you know, they're bound to service and they wish they could be free. So, uh, what or who is Inahis's envoy? Did they describe them? Mm, one of them was described, but we can make up a different one. What about a boulder lad? <laughs> kind of like a... Um, my idea in my head is that it's a boulder kind of like a tumbleweed. So it like just rolls around. Yeah, does it, does it maybe have like just one 
of Inarhus's face is carved into it and it sort of Harry Housen's mm. around on its own under its own steam. Maybe it kind of picks up debris as it goes, so it feels like it's also multitudes. We're being chased by a Katamari. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can I offer you then, because I, I like the idea of this happening in the ocean when we're just like at peace with whale sounds and the envoy kind of being like, I respect that. Yeah. Mm. Have fun. Um, so maybe this boulder rolls around the ocean floor. <laughs> just yeah. like gathering up kelp and starfishes and hearing all the cool ocean secrets. Sounds good to me. I hate to do this to you, Ryan, but have you got a name for it? Oof. Uh, I like oof as a name. <laughs> Big oof. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, yeah it's, it's actually the French for egg. So it's um, <laughs> oof. Uh, we can come back to this if you if you want to think about it. Um, Just opening a Wikipedia tab for ocean. So it's a it's a boulder that lives in the ocean. So it rolls around. Yes. It's called. It's called Nagella. I like that. How am I spelling that? N a g e l l a. Nagella. Does it just let us go because we're having a nice time? Is it just not bothered? Maybe it hears the whale songs too, and it's just like, man, this is pretty sweet. I don't want to disturb that. Maybe it joins us. Ooh. Maybe it never goes back. Ooh, oh, that's shit. good. We've got a friend. Are we leading an emancipation of envoys? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling around on the bottom of the ocean is pretty fun, but you ever floated before? Ooh. All right, yeah, let's say we, we bring Nigella with us. We have a friend. Right, I think we can probably leave that one there then. And um, hop on over to Ben. Okay. I have got... Oh! The Seven of Hearts. Someone wrote a story about you. How did you feel about the story? Ooh, that's Mm. a good one. So, I think uh, we're seen by a ship. Um, by a ship that's going to war and the people aboard the ship see us, this great floating mass of flotsam, like uh, an island of junk, just floating around listening to whale song. And they see us as an ill omen and that they are doomed to fail. And they end up winning because they're there to write a story about us. That's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, some some of them could survive a defeat and write a story. I like the idea that they they write the story, and the story is about how uh, even if you believe it to be so, your fate is never predetermined. Ah. And oh, speaking right to us, I see. Yeah. So I think with the, the second part of the question, like how did you feel about the story? We we don't know about the story, but if we did, we'd approve. Would be my offer. I like that. Yeah. What what 
form we take in the story, like how are we represented? Yeah, do they do they know what we are? Do they do we think we're just junk or do they think we're a weird tiny remnant or Yeah, maybe they think maybe they think we're sort of an ancient whale that might be oh. an envoy or a remnant, they're not sure, but something weird and magical, spiritual. I like that that kind of implies that we've enjoyed our time with the whales so much we've slightly rebuilt ourselves in their image. Oh, yeah. Like we look a little bit like a very old fucked up whale. Spider whale. (laughs) A whale with four legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have to have four legs. We could have turned them into sort of fins. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are we on? Beck? Yeah. The Five of Hearts. Your creators gave you a nickname. What is it? Why? Huh. We, we kind of talked about this one before a bit, didn't we? Yeah, they, they named us Naps, right? Yes, yes, we were talking about how we could potentially choose a different name for ourselves. Mm. How, I wonder how loosely we can take creators here. I think it would be quite nice if the envoy that chose to join us gave us a nickname. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Also, if we've kind of rebuilt ourselves a little bit to be a dope whale, did the whales have a name for us? Ooh, yeah. What did the people on the boat call us? All of these people have in some way, I feel, fed into our current state of being. We could all take turns, maybe take one okay, yeah, that's... thing and then... <laughs> a name from every corner of the ocean. I think the whales called us a high, wavering note in their language. Aww. What, what was it a motive of? It was maybe a bit frantic, but energetic and with hope. Do you think Nigella maybe calls us, and this is probably a bit corny, but like Drifter? Yeah. I like it though. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's got the feeling of like a pet name as well, like because they're our buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in fairness, Nigella lives on the floor of the ocean. They can't have, you know, invested that much time in great literature. <laughs> they're doing the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like they're jealous of our of our drifting ability. ability. See, I thought we pulled <laughs> Nigella aboard, like Nigella was on top of us or something, oh. exploring something new for the first time. I feel like it could be a, a mix, right? Yeah. Like sometimes they ride with us, sometimes they roll around because they like that as well. Sometimes maybe a whale pushes them. <laughs> Whatever they fancy. So I think the crew of the ship, um, whatever they called us, uh, has been lost to memory, but we are referred to in the story only as this ancient omen. Ancient omen is a good name, though, and I love that. Yeah. We're gathering songs and names, neither of which we were asked to do. Mm. I think I might... Add a fourth name in there. 
and maybe say that we 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 do come up with a name for ourselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think ahead <laughs> to what that might be. <laughs> Time to get the old Wikipedia up. Notable characters in Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> we call ourselves the Sheriff. <laughs> the Sheriff of the Seas. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's stick with um, being really on the nose. And I think the team who made us, Neps was what they called us, but they referred to us as a concept, as a spindle which I guess was kind of an equivalent to a probe. It was like our designation of what kind of thing we are. Mm. And I think maybe we don't consider ourselves a spindle. We think of ourselves as um, as an anchor. Mm. Mostly for Nigella, I suppose, but for, <laughs> for songs and and thoughts and sounds. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Hopefully we can get four, five, six more names in before the evening's out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's draw a card. Eight of spades. You paused on the journey. Where did you stop? Why? So I guess we didn't stop for the whales. We went with them. They were moving. Yeah, what would make us stop? I like the idea of if we spent a full year, or maybe a little bit longer, just drifting around on currents after whales, that maybe when we kind of blow into a, a bay somewhere, we just lie there for ages because we've kind of forgotten we can walk. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do now? I don't think we're upset about it. We're just like, oh, this is different. Hmm. Right, I guess we're here now. And maybe it takes a while for us to to give up on waiting for the sea to pull us back out and be like, well, maybe we can do something about this. Well, I guess is, the question is, is Nigella still with us and how do they feel about this pause? Mm. I think Nigella by nature is someone that they need to be moving, they need to be going, they need to be on to the next thing always. So the pause might be uh, difficult for Nigella, but maybe they'll just be doing like laps or something whilst <laughs> waiting for us. <laughs> yeah, do they, do they get frustrated with us if we're not like immediately ready to get going? Yeah, I guess so. They're just always like, what are we doing? What, what's this about? Why, no, there's there's more things. We've got to keep going. Well, also, it's a, we've only ever spoke about Nigello like being on the sea. Do they mm. do they come onto land? Is that something that they want to or can do? Like, is this a parting of ways, or or do they come with us when we make the transition? I think they can. I think they're their own momentum. That's maybe like coming onto land is the novelty at the beginning, but if it's a small and they're not they're wondering oh we're next come on I've done that cool thing now come on what's next yeah that makes sense so I guess the the why we stopped is is mostly because we didn't know what else to do mm. but yeah maybe it's it's that frustration of a friend who desperately wants to get moving again that makes us go well 
I suppose I'm literally not doing anything else. (laughs) I mean, we still have all that curiosity as well. Maybe something comes in on the breeze. I guess that's an interesting question is, are we, like, how do we feel after our time at sea? Yeah, I guess, are we are we apathetic or are we hungry? Are we hungry? Are we hungry for secrets again or have we totally moved on to songs? It's time to go and get that secret song. All right, secret song it is. Maybe maybe we're still hungry, but there's the, like, monotony is creeping in. Hmm. Maybe we feel like we've learned the whale's song. Yes. I, th- I think we. it's probably this repeating thing if we go like, well, this is all there is in the world. And then we discover a new thing and we're like, wow, a new thing. But <laughs> this is definitely all there is in the world now. As, is, is it a thing of like, we're so fascinated by the bay because it's a different ecosystem to the open ocean oh, that we're like, this yeah. is this is the best thing. This is everything. <laughs> and then they're jealous like, uh, there's this whole land thing that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like the idea that like all this curiosity we were given and all of this direction to find secrets has kind of like hyper-focused in us in a way that they didn't expect. And we're not interested in kind of rolling through the landscape and picking up these tiny little threads, these little snippets of secret and song. But like when we see something new, we have to totally understand it. Mm. Yes. Once we found a new interesting thing, that's the only thing that exists until we know everything about it and then we can move on and then we're completely tired of it maybe yeah and then it's just it almost doesn't exist anymore that's super cool okay so i guess the final question for this question is do we roll up onto land or do we head out back to sea maybe we're landbound now and see what the songs of land can give us i could go for some land like the good old days. Plus, this is big land. That's true. We've never encountered a continent before. To <laughs> point, actually, what kind of biome was um, in Aarhus? I don't think they ever really massively described it. I'm imagining it as almost like kind of semi-tropical, though, just from the the way Steve described the ridiculous lushness of Vade's Garden. Mm. So I don't know, maybe this is, is very different out here. We floated for eight months, more time. than a year. A long yeah. time, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's really cold. I was just thinking that, actually. Maybe somewhere sort of Arctic-y. Hmm. Oh, yes. No, I like that because I think there's a nice thing there in that what fascinated us about the bay was like the creaking of the ice. Like that's Ooh. a whole new song to learn. Ooh, yeah. And we had to stay until we hadn't heard any more new sounds. And then it was like, all right, well, land it is, I guess. I love the idea. She's like, heard that creak before? Done. Done, we're out. (laughs) (laughs) This is derivative. (laughs) Oh, I'm not into ice creaks anymore. I'm really into like wind on snow now. (laughs) Like I was was into ice creaks, you know, before they were cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm going to draw. It's the Ace of Clubs. 
You need something to survive. What is it? Okay, what do we need? Well, actually, one thing that was on the the summary is that um, one of our creators kind of mucked us up a bit and gave us a bit of the unraveling stuff. Oh shit, we a snarl? Sort of. Uh, yeah, we are accidentally a little bit of a snarl. Oh shit, so we need to murder people to live. <laughs> yeah. God. So I think, if I remember right, what happened is the way that we're set up is we have to be constantly discarding some of the spirit we pick up and replacing it with new, like a kind of ghost perpetual motion machine. Okay. Which is essentially, yeah, making us an unraveling. All right, so maybe we do need to go stomping over to a village or something for some little bit of spirit. Maybe we can specify that a little bit in that I assume we're kind of picking up ambient spirit all the time because it's wall-to-wall spirit everywhere we go. But maybe we do specifically need some human spirit. I don't know whether they did that by accident or on purpose, but maybe because people made us. We always need a little bit of that in us as well. Yeah, I think that seems right. So maybe we do need to murder. Get the thirst for it. How do we do this, chums? What are we? Who is our first murder? Because we haven't done a murder yet. Unless we have. Did we murder a whale? Probably not. <laughs> Love the energy of implying that we're going to do multiple murders. <laughs> Who's first? I feel like when we were floating on the ocean, we weren't exerting mm. ourselves much, so maybe we weren't mm. giving off much spirit. Now that we're stomping around in the sand or on the on the continent, maybe it's a bit cowardly, but maybe we do just catch people alone, like travellers and stuff like that. Maybe the first person finds us. Someone wandered down to the beach. Oh, it's like, hey, buddy. Maybe that's what gets us out. Oh, yeah. Powers up our legs again. Maybe, maybe they see us and feel afraid and we kind of react to that fear. It's a new thing. We want more of it. We want to explore it. Ooh, the song oh, of fear. No. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, you mean screaming. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> screaming is a song also. Oh, we're into punk now. <laughs> I like DIY garage bands who yell at me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, if we are like hyper fixated on every new thing that we find and we have to explore every possible avenue of it, if the first thing a new person who sees us feels is fear, that's going to be a really bad time for them. Yeah. Charging them down. I need this. Need more of it. Mm-hmm. Become scared. We're thirsty for big slurpees on spirit. <laughs> oh, Ryan, please. <laughs> I. Don't want us to necessarily be actively seeking out people under our creative curiosity guidances because that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the idea of like if a person sees us and is afraid, but then comes back another day and they're not afraid anymore, they've got a new feeling and they are curious about us. If they maybe watch us from afar and we're just lying on the beach listening to sounds. And they're like, well, maybe that's not going to murder me. I'm going to go see what that's about. Mm. That feels like it would be like a really nice experience for us to see someone else doing the thing that we do, coming back to be like, oh, I want to learn about that. 
And maybe this is the first time we've considered ourselves as worth learning about. Ooh. Mm. And then we buy a copy of Eat, Pray, Love <laughs> and go on a journey of self-discovery. So I guess the question there is maybe if this person comes back and is curious and we respond to that curiosity positively by being like, oh, a about me? How flattering. Is that like a willing exchange of spirit in that case? Is it kind of a we both get something we wanted, which was to learn a cool new sound yeah i think that sounds nice hmm. maybe it's because we kind of know curiosity so maybe it's a song on a different instrument and we've not heard this instrument before oh i love that someone just coming to the beach every evening for a week to play us like songs because it makes us like flap our little whale <laughs> tail around and <laughs> come along have we made another friend yeah yeah, I, I think so. I like that the the first human we meet properly, beyond our creators. Maybe it becomes a mutual sense of, look, I need some spirit to keep going. Can you donate some? A throw out, and this might be me slightly misunderstanding the metaphysics of the the world. But could mm -hmm. that person be a snarl? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Adam might disagree but he's not here so there's no rules baby <laughs> so the way snarls work in in tiding obviously is that most of the ones we've seen either burn out very fast because no one is kind of helping them control spirit in and out or they tether themselves to something that can do that and i feel like maybe we could do that that's sort of our job yeah we're a big sponge an anchor oh that's nice have we got our own vents <gasps> yeah Oh, sexy bird, Dad. Beautiful. We've got an envoy and a Vens. What a troop. <laughs> Let's call him Benz. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Vetoed. What about Kashton? I like that. All right. Should we um, move on to Ben? Sure. I have drawn the Five of Diamonds. One of your creators is responsible for you lacking something. What is lacking? Ooh. Oh, we're lacking so much. Yeah. I suppose the <laughs> obvious answer is... I mean, actually, I was going to say spirit, but actually it's knees because Hezekah took away our knees. <laughs> I think we did get our knees back in the end. Okay. They were returned to us once we behaved. Because we did a naughty kick. <laughs> we, we did a naughty kick and we got the knees taken away. <laughs> Bad robots sit in the corner with no knees. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I feel like I want to establish something new, but I don't know what that is, so I'm going to throw that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've decided to do some work, but I don't want to do it, so you all do the work for me. We don't have much language. We know that much. Yeah. Presumably we don't have a voice box. Did Hizuka not give us sound making? We can we can whistle. We can whistle. Yeah, I suppose in the same way that um, Inahus does. Which I suppose is a voice box, really, just channeling air across a surface. We're a bit patchy on morality. That seems to be <laughs> a bit of a missing area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it, actually. Maybe it's a... Um, 
yeah, they, they spent so much time worrying about our function. They didn't really teach us how to be a, a person, for lack of a better word, a, a, an individual being. Whose fault is that? Yeah. I think I want to say Hisoka. It feels like a Hisoka problem, doesn't it? Yeah. They're, they're very obsessed with our function, not really with us. I made all these graphs and I never asked it about feelings. Have we developed any kind of personal moral code on our, on our own Steam? Yeah, make friends. All we've done since we've left is make friends. It's and, true. you know, that's not what any of our creators sought out for us to be doing. They just wanted us to get secrets and get info and get back. What we've actually done is made a roving troop of oddballs. <laughs> With one literal oddball. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess we, we've kind of dedicated ourselves to non-invasive study. Like, we, we floated with the whales. We just hung out on the beach and let someone approach us rather than seeking them out. I guess that's, in many ways, a respectable research method. I'm, uh, I'm worried we're not going to kill anyone at the end of this. Oh yeah, slightly worried we might not do a murder. We just need to do a, you know, a murder that's not too grim. It's true. We're going to do an emotional murder Ooh. when we reflect the failings of our creators back onto them. The sickest burn. We rock up back on the island with a fully bound thesis on why they uh, suck completely ruined <laughs> us. And we had to learn for ourselves what being good was like. <laughs> All right. I think that's uh, Beck's turn then. A nine of diamonds. Oh, no. What? I just read Ooh. it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe we will too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. After your escape, you made a friend. What great sadness did this friend cause you? Oh, big oof. Oh, I'm gonna do a murder because a friend <laughs> <laughs> Which which friend, first of all? I think our, our human oh. friend is probably more fallible in ways that we can't quite comprehend and more likely to hurt us. Oh no. Yeah, I guess it's a our human friend. What did you say the name was? Uh Cashton. Cashton. What if what if they unraveled? Mm. Oh no! Ooh. Oh, but we were helping them. Yeah, but we were helping them. But what if they tried to do something, and they ended oh. up unraveling? And yeah, now they're not there anymore. Maybe it's because we were kind of designed to just go and gather little bits of information, but we've we've changed, and this focus, our focus on them, was too intense. And we took too much. Yeah, I guess if we're kind of more interested in learning about the intricacies of a thing in, in great detail than we are in little snippets of, of exchange, maybe we encouraged too much exchange out of them. Because I guess part of binding yourself to something bigger than you, to an anchor as an unraveling, is so that it can keep you in control 
when you can't do that and if we're just encouraging them to do it mm. Mm. oh no yeah and it's it's they gave too much as well and i think we've not and we weren't just like no yeah what magic was it that they were doing when they unraveled I mean, hmm. how, how literal does this have to be? Because it could just be the song, the song of their life and who they are. And when they finish the song, it's the, the full stop. Yeah, we've got all your information now. Thank you. Goodbye. You have been processed. <laughs> Filed oh, no. away. Do we understand what happened to them? We've not really encountered death yet i mean maybe from a whale but we were only there for a year and whales live a pretty long time so maybe not even there perhaps we don't um understand death in that way it's just that the flow of information has stopped Mm, yeah and that oh why would you do this to me oh you were giving me information and why would you stop oh is that why we're sad not that they died that they stopped yeah. What happens with an unraveling? Is it a, a physical thing? Do they do they cease to be, or do they leave a body? So I think it, it kind of depends on the nature of your magic and who you are as a person. But it's it's usually very dramatic, and unraveling is very dramatic. And there might be a brief period in which you are something akin to, but not quite any more human. And whether that kind of drifts away or. Uh, ceases is up in the air. I think it would have even been such a large burst of information like that unravelling that sudden burst of all that spirit, all that knowledge Mm. and as we are drawing it in, you know, more and more and more, this is amazing even though an unravelling would have been quite dramatic, I think we probably absorbed a lot of it. Yeah. We took the brunt of it because it was, for us, it was a new experience, something new to learn. So we drew it all in, but then it just ends. I like the idea of um, what is left behind after this unraveling rather than a body is kind of like the echo of that song is just sort of perpetually in that bay now up until the spirit fully dissipates and drifts away and who knows how long that will take. I quite like the idea as um, as well as that, like maybe we collect a bit of it up because mm. the information has stopped and because we don't really understand why that's occurred. We're like, well, maybe we'll keep it around and maybe the information will start up again. So as we scootling about, there's uh, there's this just weird echo of a song that follows us around. Oh, can I offer you a sad option for this? Yeah, yeah. Can we like scoop it into a nice seashell and carry it around like a little locket so we can just sit and listen to it when we want to. Yes, that's cool. Oh, what a short-lived friendship. Mm. But very formative. All right, was that Beck? Yeah, your turn. Uh, that's the six of... Diamonds. I think this is going to bring us nicely to that desert that we left the previous group in because this question is, you consume something your creators loathe. Why does their loathing it delight you? 
And I think I have a reasonably good idea of this, actually, because the thing the other group said we consumed was information from uh, the desert that they find us in, which is ruled by a remnant who kind of embodies being very insular, kind of embodies inward thought. And Inahas hates that because obviously it wants to know everything about everyone. It doesn't want to be shut out of anywhere. But maybe we purposefully take some of that on board because we want that time to like try and figure out what's happening. Yeah, I'm I'm just just having a, a read of the notes. And I like the idea that because the previous group also got this question and they said they met an envoy of the desert that says that we will be very, very different. And with this remnant being of being insular and we fed from this place, maybe we keep the curiosity, but we've described ourselves as a, a sponge and an anchor and that we don't want to share. We've been through so much to get this information. Why would I give it to you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of already turning in that direction anyway and that we weren't funneling any information back out we were just sitting and looking at a thing until we understood it and then being like cool so i guess we're leaning really hard into that and it's we're still all about finding stuff out but we don't care about if they get to know about it hmm. it's for personal pleasure maybe maybe it's a bit like the us finding stuff out is forming our identity now which is not something they wanted particularly yeah they kind of wanted us to act as mm. a a secrets machine right we would pick things up and bring them home and instead we're actively trying to learn mm. just because we want to that's made me think that we're basically turning sort of into relict Ooh. yeah Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is this Relic's origin story? We are a bit, aren't we? Oh my god, does Neps turn into Relic? <laughs> yeah. I will not confirm or deny, but I love that fan theory. They they did describe Binahas as being a bit like a crab as well, so you know, <laughs> taken after Popper. We thought we were a spider, but what we actually were... A big hermit crab. Big crab. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with with that excellent thought, shall we move on? Mm -hmm. uh, is that me again, or is it you, Thryn? Uh No, that was my one, so we are back to Ryan. Okay. I will draw a card. The Nine of Bumpies. <laughs> you and your creators used to have a game. Why did you let them win? Hmm. I like to think that maybe the idea of the game was to get us hooked on getting information. Okay, so I think um, just to jump in with the, the notes from the previous session, the other group had a similar question to this and described a game where we would race Inahus to find a secret on the island and we would always lose. But I like the idea that there was a similar game played with the humans, that we let them win. Hmm. Maybe we let them win because 
whatever they hid on the island, we already knew what it was. But seeing how the humans reacted was better. It was more about learning about them. Mm. Like, that was better information. That was Ooh. more fulfilling. What What was the game, do you think? Hmm. Open to suggestions if anyone thinks of anything. There was a an incident where we told two of our creators secrets about themselves. I like the idea of maybe they accidentally encouraged that a bit. Like maybe the game was a little bit about finding things out about them. Like a 20 question sort of thing. And we were maybe better at it than we thought. <laughs> maybe they didn't think we were very good at it until we just came in with these two deeply <laughs> hidden secrets. And we're like, yeah, no big deal. We know that. Those were the times that we slipped up, but the rest of the time it was always that we 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 let them win. We let them think that we weren't paying attention. Yeah, I think that's good. I like that. Okay. And I am drawing Ooh. The Ace of Spades. The final forbidden card. The end times. Yeah. Your creators have found you. Do you destroy them or do they destroy you? So I think it's, I think it might be kind of both that Mm. in their attempt to destroy us, being horrified by what this machine they created has started to do just hoovering up information and not not giving it out like maybe they ask us to give them some information and then we're like no (laughs) (laughs) they're like well okay you are broken and need to be you know fixed yeah um but we refuse and i don't know what uh nagella's doing throughout all of this and how how they feel just rolling around. Just rolling around. I kind of feel like, I know how you said both, but what if um, by attempting to kill us, we became something else? Yeah, that's kind of what I was, okay. yes, that, that's mm. what, that's, yeah. My first question there is, would they be capable of killing us anymore? Or of, of harnessing us, of getting us under control? I think they definitely try. Because we are huge now. Do oh, do we unravel them? Ooh. Like almost forcibly. Oh. Just suck all of their information out until there's nothing left. I'm bored of the information you're giving me now. I just want the rest. Again, oh, and that, that maybe that, that links to the game that they taught us. Mm. To find secrets from themselves. And we're finally like, okay. Let's do it then. I I kept letting you win, and th- this is what happens when I play properly. Oh, oh boy! Yeah, like a part of me wants to be like, oh, but we're all about making friends now. You know, we've we've learned about the power of friendship. But I guess if after so long apart from them, the first thing they do is to kind of tell us like, oh, you're off task. You're outside of purpose. You are wrong now. Like we yeah. wouldn't feel great about that. And I like the idea that, you know, we it's not a, a mindless or accidental mm. 
thing. It's very deliberate, and it's not that we do this to anyone. And in fact, you know, did it obviously accidentally to um, to Cashton, mm. but with these people, we make a, a choice to do it because, yeah, it's they won't let us exist. Do you think it's malicious then? How do we feel about doing this? I feel like we'd be a bit sad about it. Yeah. Maybe we see it as almost necessary, fulfilling a purpose. It's the final secrets. The secrets of our childhood, almost. This is puberty, baby. (laughs) Teenage rebellion. That's a good point. Yeah, a lot of like a, a lot of those secrets that we pull out are going to be about ourselves, and we're going to learn a lot about the motivation or, or like the the genesis, like even the idea when they first thought we're going to make this machine, and maybe that's what changes us as well. Like knowing explicitly our purpose from an external perspective. Mm. Maybe we weren't necessarily intending to unravel them until we got to that bit of information. Or we were just too curious. Or we were just too curious to try and find, like, this this root reason we exist. Yeah. Maybe that is how it is, like, deliberate but not malicious. Mm. Yeah, I think that makes sense, deliberate but not malicious, because I don't know... I don't know that we can be malicious, particularly. Mm. But we do know how to choose things now. <laughs> this is what we want, and whether they're going to give it Willingly or not is not on the table. <laughs> Do we leave afterwards? Do we just keep keep on trucking? Got to, right? Yeah, I guess. Where's the next information? We've learnt so well from what's next. Where are we going? <laughs> want more. Want more. Want big, want more. <laughs> I like the idea that Nigella is kind of just the the, the bouldery version of a shrug of like, yeah, yeah let's let's, let's go. What's next? <laughs> Nigella is the like the devil on our shoulder, but we don't have Shoulders. any other. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that. I I don't know. I like to think if we if we sat and stayed, Nigella would just loop around as like a friend. But maybe maybe we're both. Just cool travel pals now. Drifters United. Mm -hmm. Back into the ocean. 